0: Creation begin- is beginning because at the beginning we tell this story of the creation of the universe by a very loving and life-giving God, sun, the moon, the stars, the land, the oceans, the beasts, the fish, the birds, and the crown of all, of course, is us, humankind, male and female, made in the image and likeness of God. And God saw that it was very good. But on Friday of the first week, we see that all of this comes crashing down because Adam and Eve rebelled against God's plan for creation. They disobey the law that He gave them. Very simple law just not to eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of Eden. As a result, instead of life, they bring death into the world. God tells Adam you are dust and to dust you shall return you know this is I think a very important aspect of the great fast we must struggle with the meaning of death we've all got to face it and we can understand it and we can live with it only in faith. And all the varieties of this great fast, we continue this encounter with death in the story of Noah. God destroys destroy the human race because of its wickedness. In the story of Abraham and Isaac, God demands of Abraham that he sacrifice his only well-beloved son, Isaac. Although the point of the story is that it is God that gives life he stays Abraham's hand and he proves his obedience to God's command. And on the final Friday we attend the pre-sanctified liturgies we hear the story of uh, Joseph's funeral. But the real climax is the final Friday, Good Friday we see the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And now we see the point of Jesus' encounter with death. His encounter with death is that he could destroy death. By death, he trampled upon death. The whole point of this story and the whole point of the great fast is that God gives life. The sin of Adam and Eve was that they would achieve life by doing their own will, not by, by scrapping God's plan making up for themselves what is good for themselves they would make the laws and not God so you want to know what sin is all sin is very simply pride St. <coughs> Paul tells us the wages of sin is death our task and the great fast then is simply to integrate the resurrection into our lives Over and over again, the hymns of the great fast tell us that we are embracing life, we are embracing the resurrection. It's a time for turning away from sin and accepting God so that we can sing hallelujah. After the fall of Adam and Eve, we tell the story of the flood of Noah. In the first two weeks, we see Adam We see God expel Adam and Eve out of paradise for their act of sinful rebellion, for their (coughs) self-righteousness. This is the truth. In the story of the flood, we see that God punishes sin in the world. We hear that those words of God, when God saw how great the wickedness of human beings was on earth, and how every desire that his heart Heart conceived was nothing but evil. The Lord regretted making human beings on the earth, and his heart was grieved. <coughs> the story of Noah's flood, in a way, is a kind of a parable. It is a story that tells us about the reality that exists between God and us. And this reality that exists. Is the sinfulness of the human race. It's a problem of living. And in our society there is all of these things. Hatred, corruption, evil, deceit. And life is more than just eating and breathing. It is more than just reproducing. It is also becoming like God fooling the image and the likeness of God in all that we do. And what does St. John tell us about God? St. John tells us about God, that God is love. Does God hate us and desire the destruction of the human race? I don't think so, because the flood tells us the truth. That we have distorted God's gift so much that we no longer deserve life. Yet in spite of this, God brings Noah through the flood and he says that God will not punish the world again in this way. Noah sends out a dove who returns with an olive branch. The olive branch has become, for all humanity, you know, even people who don't realize that it's actually a Jewish Christian symbol it is a reality for all humanity. The dove symbolizes peace. And for us it symbolizes peace with God. And told Noah, Never again will I curse the ground because of human beings. Since the desire of the human heart are evil from youth, nor will I ever again strike down every living being as I have done. <coughs> our own human emotions, our own love are only pale shadows of the love that God has for us because as human beings we are incarnate a lot of our love comes from the chemicals in our body but God's love is infinite and intense understanding this we receive from God what we deserve so the anaphora of St. Basil tells us for you did not turn away from your creature forever a good one or forget the work of your hands. Rather, you intervene in various ways because of your merciful, loving kindness. So this great fast must be a time of the renewal of the commitment that we made to Christ in baptism so that we do not find death in sin and instead we find life in God. One of the most powerful stories is the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. And Abraham has to face the reality of death (coughs) in order to remain faithful to God. God asks him to give him his son, his only son, his beloved son, whom God had given to him in a miraculous way and in whom he had all the hopes for the future. But Abraham passes the test. He has faith in God. And God reveals to him that he does not want the sacrifice of his son, but that Isaac should live and God's blessings be confirmed. Abraham then, because he faces death, because he faces it, face-to-face, Abraham becomes, in fact, the model of faith, who's willing to put human, put obedience to God above all human vision. If we read the story of Abraham and Isaac, for the Christian, this story goes even deeper because it's the prophecy of Christ. Christ who is trampled upon death, trampling upon the gates of Hades. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 2, God says to Abraham, Take your son Isaac, your only one, the one you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There, offer him as a burnt offering on one of the heights of I will point out to you, Isaac is Abraham's only son, his deeply beloved son, but Jesus is God's only son, his beloved son, as we see when God the Father reveals Jesus at the theophany and the transfiguration, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, Then in Genesis, chapter 22, verse 6, we see that uh, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he laid it on his son Isaac while he himself carried the fire and the knife. So Isaac is made to carry the wood for his sacrifice. He foretells Christ who carries the cross on which sacrifices himself for the world. In Genesis chapter 22, verses seven to eight, Isaac tells his father Abraham, here are the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Didn't know Abraham intended to sacrifice him. Abraham answered, my son, God will provide the sheep for the burnt offering. And what happens for us Christians? John the Baptist says, here is the Lamb of God. And St. John tells us, truly, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten Son. Finally, in Genesis chapter 12, chapter 22, verse 12, the angel tells Abraham not to sacrifice his son do not do the least thing to him for I know now that you fear God that you do not withhold your son your only son, your beloved son but what God does not demand of Abraham he allows for himself because God allows his only son His beloved son to die on the cross. How is it possible for anyone to comprehend the infinite depth of the love of God for us? So, chapter fourteen, Genesis, I mean, verse fourteen. Abraham names the place where all of this happens. Yahweh Yireh. Hence, people today say on the mountain, God will provide. So indeed for us on the mountain of Calvary, God has indeed provided for the life and the salvation of the whole human race. God makes a promise to Abraham in verses 16 to 18. He says, I swear by my very self, says the Lord, that because you acted as you did, in that withholding from me your son, your only son, your beloved son, I will bless you and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the gates of their enemies, and in your descendants all the nations of the earth will find blessing because you obeyed your command. And indeed, we all find faith in God through the faith of Abraham. By his very self, by God's sacrifice of himself on the cross, he has fulfilled all his promises to us and he has brought the blessings of universal salvation, of love, and of life. So here we see, in faith, Abraham encounters death. He looks death in the face what happens? God gives him life because indeed his sacrifice was a prophecy of the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross. Lent ends with the death of the friend of Lazarus the friend of Jesus Lazarus. When his friend Lazarus dies Jesus comes to raise him from the dead. And it happens in the flash, a flash of lightning and a thunderclap. All of a sudden, God destroys the power of death. Here we see God facing the power of death. We understand this not only in regard to our physical death, but also to our spiritual death. The two have meaning for one another. At madness we sing, You raised Lazarus by your divine word, O Christ. I have been put to death by my many faults. I beseech you also to raise me up. When Jesus comes to raise Lazarus from the tomb, the people say, he's been dead four days, there's gonna be a stench. The stench that would come from a four day old, four day old dead body is not mentioned light because we too must also deal with the stench of our own evil passions, of our sins and our failures. However, on Lazarus Saturday, at the end of Lent, we see what the greatest blessing of all is, it is to be friends with God. He says, you are my friends. If you do what I command you, I will no longer call you slaves. Because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my Father. So there can be no greater blessing than to be a friend of Jesus, our Lord and Savior of God. So at the Paschal Vigil we hear St. Paul's explanation. Are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death We are indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. So we've been baptized. This is our encounter with death. We've encountered death only through our Lord Jesus Christ. As we see, he was the one Who faced death finally and for all time on Good Friday? On Good Friday, we read in the Gospel of St. Matthew Jesus cried out in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earthquake. Rocks were split, tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after the resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to nothing, appeared to many. So the Gospels and the liturgy, we see that in this keeping of the great fast, which ends with Good Friday, We see, there are cosmic forces in play. The world shakes and is changed. Everything is changed. Death is destroyed by death. And on Good Friday, we sing. The whole creation was transformed by fear. When I saw you hanging on the cross, O Christ, the sun grew dark, and the earth's foundations were shaking. All things suffered with you, who had made all things. The oh Lord, you willingly endured this for us. Glory to you. So in Christ, we face death, finally. And this cosmic change is real. We are transformed. At the very moment that Jesus gave up, His human soul on the cross, all human nature was transformed. There was an English priest, Gerard Manley Hopkins. He was a great poet. He was not recognized during his life, but after his life he was recognized as one of the greatest English poets. He wrote a poem in which he wrote about this transformation is entitled, the Comfort of the Resurrection. So Hopkins writes, in a flash, at a trumpet crash, I am all at once, what Christ is. Since he was, what I am. And this Jack joke, Poor pot shirt, patch, matchwood. Immortal diamond is immortal diamond. Today the world may see foolishness in Christ. But the death of Christ and the cross is wisdom. It guides us to the understanding that the world cannot give. This is the glory of God, and there is no other glory. This is our faith, and there is no other faith. For in Christ, we face the final human reckoning, which is our death. And in his death, Christ pours forth life upon all. That's what we call it, Good Friday. Because it is all good and the destruction of all evil. So as you make this journey through the great fast, we see in many ways in the liturgy of our church that we face death through Adam and Eve, through Noah, through Abraham, through Lazarus, and finally through Christ. And at the end of our Lord's confrontation with <coughs> death, we sing, Christ is risen from the dead. By death he trampled upon death. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Slava Isisukriško. Slava